You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're listening to the Connect Church podcast, I just missed a phone call from a likely scammer during that intro, and I really wanted to answer it. <laughs> that would have been a fun little opener for the that show. That would have been great. That would have been it, li- it literally even popped up as scam likely. Scam likely. Because <laughs> when those people call, I do make it my mission to just last as long as I can. You know, like... <laughs> Just to see how much time I can waste of theirs, you know. So Absolutely. Let them, you know, fish in a little bit. And just throw them a hook every now and then and then reel them in and then just like, you know, no, I'm not buying anything. Or actually they hang up on me. That's the goal is to get nice. them to hang up on me. So that happens a lot. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm going to, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. You guys talk. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Go. <laughs> you really want to give Terry the reins to lead this podcast? Sure. All right. It'll be 16 I'm asking, hours. I'm asking all the questions this right. week. Oh, so uh, Well, you're going to have to answer them yourself because I'm taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> question asked and answered. That's right. Uh, if Terry asks a question and answers himself, is anybody really listening? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. So we got. Uh, Is that can that be one of our dumb questions at the end? You went from birth of a baby to a uh, little stomach virus yes. and all the way. So you've had a full circle week. So that's right. I told uh, Jared, our loyal listener and my uh, loyal companion on the in the band stage. I said, I promise, I'm going to work today so I can get all the music ready for tonight and everything. You know, uh, poor guy, it's, he's just been hanging by a thread. So right, right. So and I got all my stuff to you. Uh, yeah. So um, the uh, all of this going down and and going on, and uh, you're still here. You're still surviving. So how how's the new baby? He's good. He eats all the time, and uh, that's about all he does is just sit there and eat. Yeah. So you know, Ashley's doing good. She's not getting a whole lot of sleep yet. I'm getting more than she is for sure. Um, but all he like I said, all he wants to do is eat. So. Well, that's welcome to a boy's world. So Hello, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's it's Tanner's yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> other, other than Adam, uh, all of ours, that was all they did is poop and, and eat. So, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. Pretty much life story, so. No I doubt. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but it's been it's been good, and the girls love him and everything, so. Oh, yeah, know. they're going to enjoy that. So. The the food, I will, I was saving that for my best, but I'll go ahead and just tease it a little bit. Like the food that has been given by yeah. our church members. yeah. Mucho bonito. <laughs> Very good. Love it. Love it. Dude, you picked the wrong week to get the stomach bug there with all this food. I know, though. In, so. I told, yeah. well, last night, uh, Miss Angie Tudor brought us chicken and dumplings. And oh, I, wow. I did not eat one thing yesterday until dinner time. Well, one, because I didn't feel like eating. Right. Two, I was saving all my space for those chicken and dumplings. <laughs> and for, well, for our audience to know that it doesn't matter what he was saving for, he's never waited for anything on food. So if true. T- <laughs> Tanner was deathly ill if uh, he was waiting all day not to eat. So we know exactly. that he was yeah, legitimately sick. So, and just for our listeners, 
listeners to know. Uh, we have a podcast booth. It's really nice setup, very professional quality. But Andrew and I have stepped off uh, our six foot social distance just because of Tanner today. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you he brought your mask. He won't even wear his mask. He don't even nope. have his mask on. <laughs> nope, not doing it. We're not allowed to say the M word on the podcast, <laughs> Tanner. The what? The what? The word? M word. Oh, M. 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 Mask. Yeah, mask. Okay, well, Terry, you did it again this week, man. You got through half your sermon and then just said, cut it off. Forget baby. it. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Let's go home. Hey, we got out relatively closer to on time, so I was cool with it. <laughs> At least yeah, first service. True. First service was. Yeah. So uh, that was that was fun. <laughs> Talk I about del- the great I, deliverer. I delivered. You delivered. <laughs> oh dear. You halfway delivered what you brought us. <laughs> what did you? But really the rest want? of it was from the Lord, so I guess it's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Did you really want to stay and re- listen to the rest? Or? Well, I th- I thought. Well, I'm gonna have nothing to talk about on this podcast again. <laughs> You know, but anyway, so yeah, the message this Sunday, Luke's uh, in our uh, sermon series from Luke. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I will stumble all over myself today. We got you, man. Verbally. We got you back. We got you, know? you back. So the message this Sunday, we'll the great deliverer good. out of the sermon series, Luke, God's plan, uh, Luke chapter 4, 31 through uh, 44. Um, and it was um, like, you, like you, I think you actually mentioned it, um, you know, the, the last song we sang uh, the oh, hymn yeah, of heaven was, going right into it. Man, that was a great segue. I had no it idea. really was. It was, uh, yeah, the theology of that song and just the whole, the the way it's written. You know, that's a great song. Yeah, well, I'm waiting. I'm you know, fan. maybe th- that was just the second time we've ever done it, so the church doesn't really know it yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe four or five times they're going get to the, get the grasp yeah. of this song and be like, whoa, that's Good awesome. Stuff. So, yeah. so, yeah. All right, so, uh, Andrew, what was one of the most meaningful statements you heard in the sermon um, Get your notes out. I know I'm trying to go back yeah. when um we ended up not having connect group and stuff, so we didn't have a chance to really. Yeah, sorry like, about that. <laughs> go well. No, no, no. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We, um, actually, we actually met our worship night. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously, where the worship night was canceled, but uh, we actually met. We had just about half the group, but uh, but we had we had a really good discussion. It was uh, it was very profitable. So. Oh uh, yeah. Well, let me give Andrew a clue as we get started in here. So that's fine. I didn't uh, have an so, answer. Yeah, right. So <laughs> there wasn't a meaningful statement here. So, uh, so yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but Jesus, sure, Terry, go ahead and answer the question for me. <laughs> so, speaking of being sick, Jesus was casting out demons in our text today, and so uh, so all all of those kind of things happen and uh, inside the church. Uh, so it was an interesting note that uh, you know we started out with by realizing and talking to our congregation about the fact that. You know, we uh, Hollywood makes a big play of Halloween, and you know, back in my day, it was a big thing that churches took a stand. We're anti-Halloween. We don't want to celebrate the devil's, you know, <laughs> day. Right. But they, right. but those very same people uh, were some of the most antagonistic, negative, you know, just mean-spirited people day in and day out, and didn't really have any kind of evangelism or a heart for love for God or anything else. And I wanted, you know, and I think that's the point that you know the text is crying out for is we can be all against, you know, uh, well, the devil's bad and all that stuff, and we don't see the devil inside of us. And so uh, Dr. Daryl Bach, New Testament commentator, uh, says that the major opponents in Jesus's ministry consisted of spiritual forces of evil. And just to make a really valid argument to this point is the opposition that Jesus faced. Yes, when he would be confronted by demons, they would recognize his authority and they would bow before him and recognize that but the evil forces within the church 
are the ones that eventually crucified him and killed him. So, Oh, there's I, no evil forces in our church. <laughs> and anybody that says that is probably... Anyway. You, you had an evil force coming out of you yesterday. Right. Yes, <laughs> I sure did. I sure did. Uh, Golly, sorry. One of these questions here says, you know, how does Satan work in our day to deceive and distract us? And, uh, you know, Ange, Miss Ange, I'll bring her up again. Miss Angie sent me a text last night. Uh, let me read it so I don't mess it up. She sent me a text last night after she dropped off those wonderful uh, chicken and dumplings. <laughs> well, I don't even see it. Here it is. Uh, Satan is working overtime to steal y'all's joy. Tell him to get lost. Our father's already won the battle. Yeah, mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's like, perfect. So, so the so the most meaningful statement you heard came from Angie Tudor, not from his sermon. <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with the chicken dumplings. and dumplings. Yes. <laughs> hey, anybody that's uh, cooking chicken and dumplings has a worthy, valid uh, listening audience. Yes, exactly, so. exactly. I, well, I'll go back to even okay. your the original question was the most meaningful statement. I kind of even had to think about it because I I don't know that either one of these were actually like quotes or anything he put on the screen, but it was in the context of being delivered from the power of Satan, delivered from the power of sin and things too. Um, and so these two quotes really stuck out to me. It said, it's the everyday living that will destroy us, not just the big bad moments. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about how the the daily struggle, that it's not always, you know, we know a lot of times when, we, when our back's up against the wall and we know what's right, and what's wrong. And then sometimes, and he talked about this several weeks ago, we just like blatantly and willing go against what God has called us to do or what God has asked us not to do or whatever. But it's a lot of times where we get so sidelined, so distracted, so off course is in the daily mundane aspect. I say mundane, but the daily aspects of life, the trying to get sleep when you got a newborn baby, the (laughs) trying to get over the stomach bug, the trying to, you know, balance just stages of life, work, family, food, whatever, all these things. It's the daily living where we just leave God out so often. And Satan just likes to creep his way in there and start chipping away at our perspective, chipping away at our relationship with God, chipping away at all of these little things in the daily life that gets us so tripped up. And then the other thing, just because I am like, I, I probably am, I could be wrong. I'm probably worse at this than either one of you guys. And I can be very, this is like just like full confession on the podcast. Well, that's I can true, because I'm better than you at everything, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but anything you can do, I can do better. Like, that's all yeah. I can think of. Um, but is no, the. You can't. we're very mature Uh, but it was the statement and again I don't know if this was up there but it says we need to quit numbing ourselves with the things of this world and allow God to heal us man I I I'm one of my faults by nature is um you know I I think Tanner you've even said this like if you do me wrong like I'm just kind of like you know whatever I'm done with you I'm done with you you know I just I and there, there's healthy. When you've, cr- when you've burned that bridge, <laughs> I ain't a construction worker. I ain't building no bridge. But I ain't with you, so. there, you know, there's obviously healthy boundaries that need to be set. You don't need to let people take advantage of you. You don't need to let people completely be buttholes to you all the time and stuff either. But um, with that, is can I have say buttholes on the podcast? Not too late. <laughs> you can edit it down if you want to. Nah. Um, but you know that that my my personality is I, I have a tendency to become bitter and towards these things. And so what I would do, and I had this experience at even a previous church, it wasn't the satanic as far as like, I wasn't experiencing demons necessarily, but it was of people within the church. I felt like half the time that, uh, um, you know, it, and people just like that followed Christ, but didn't act anything like Christ is I wouldn't go home and numb myself. 
I, I not like through alcohol or drugs or anything say, like how, that. How did you do that, Andrew? Mostly the office. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of television, but like even for real, I was having the moment of my my first child being born and stuff, and I could not have given a rat's crap. Like I just I I didn't want to exist and everything. I I was so miserable. I was so aggravated. I was so ticked off twenty four seven. I I let this bitterness, this stuff, consume me. And what it was, it may not have been the demon possession thing, but it was the, the, the spiritual warfare going against me in a lot of ways. And I was allowing Satan to take my joy. I was allowing him to do this. And I was just going to numb myself in the process, but it never solved anything. I was so miserable, so tired, so ill all the time. Go talk to Ashlyn. So anyways, I know that's a lot. (laughs) Tanner's like, all right, we, we're not, we're muting his mic, hey, but no, that, hey, the more you talk, the, the less I have to, right now. <laughs> you know, all goes within that whole statement. It's the everyday living, you know, you got to check yourself on the daily. Well, that brings me to this question and I may be jumping the gun on you here. So if I am, forgive me and you can go back and get it later. But, uh, in the sense of God being the great deliverer, and you did touch on this some in your sermon, but you didn't get to dive into it. Uh, talk and in today's world with COVID crap and all the and, and jobs and inflation and gas prices and everything else. Mask. Talk about how mask. <laughs> talk about how how God delivers us from discouragement and disappointment. Yeah, um, and matter of fact, just to summarize all this really well, and I wish uh, Karen Morris just posted on social media today, and one of our members, and she said Satan. You know, hopefully she was thinking about the message this week. She said Satan's target is your mind, and his weapon is lies. Uh-huh. So fill your mind with God's word. There you go. And so, you know, to really write on point is one of the ways that God delivers us is that, you know, we learned that a couple of weeks ago when Jesus was in the wilderness is he did quote scripture, but it wasn't just the scripture, you know, and yes, we need to be studying the scripture. We need to do that, but we got to realize that ultimately we've got to, you know, sort of what Andrew was just saying, and we all do it in a variety of ways. Uh, You know, I think one of the big things that we numb ourselves with is with technology today you know video games your phones you know uh, I used to play lots of video games I don't get to do that anymore (laughs) (laughs) well having nine kids in your house will uh, uh eliminate that but uh, but you know just uh, being able to whatever it is that you know that we're doing that keeps us off of the mission of God and so ultimately the great deliverer and and this is you know what we didn't get to in the message but point number three is he delivers us from discouragement and disappointment and you cannot beat it it is the only way that this happens in verse 42, and it says, When it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And you can cut it how you like it. You can get tired of me saying it and whatever, but it's the Bible. Is until you learn how to clean down the clutter in your life and have all of the chaos that's numbing you with your life, you have to take time to rest with the Father. And the only way that you can stay on mission with the Father and do discipleship, you can fill your life with every other good cause. You can, well, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And I'm just telling you now, as the old geezer here, but is that it's the simple plan that Jesus had all along. Take time to be still, know that I am God, and helps you focus on the fact that he's got a purpose and a plan in your life. And whatever that season that you're going through, like Andrew was talking about, and we all have that, it happens last week. Because my own personal story and confession, you know, everything was going great 
as far as ministry-wise, job-wise. Everything was a phenomenal week, uh, all-time high week. Of, you know, the most people ever on our campus at Trunk or Tree, the Beast Feast, everything was phenomenal. And yet, you know, I just felt the enemy's cloud all around me. And instead of choosing to run away and, you know, decide to try to do something creative or to do something new, uh, I just decided to be still and wait for God to relieve that. And, and he's the one ultimately through my discipleship group having those guys pray for me and pour scripture into me. It was the prayers of my D group that got me over uh, the cloud that was, you know, plaguing me. Um, just, I think it was last night, um, right before bedtime, Sadie asked me what my favorite Bible verse was. And I've all, I always had the same answer. We always have our favorite verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine has always been Psalm 4610 because I am the opposite of Psalm 4610. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. So it, it's always, it's a good reminder to me. And uh, that was one of your bullet points. Take time to rest with the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it. You know, and then stay on the mission of the Father. Um, yeah. yeah. You want to hit on those? Yeah, and and that's it is absolutely is that, you know, one of the practical ways that I shared in the message that after the guys started praying for me, uh, that the Lord led me to Psalms 136. And matter of fact, uh, Wednesday night's prayer service is going to sort of allow our congregation to participate with that. So if you missed it uh, last night, um, you know, I'm telling you it was good stuff. But uh, Psalms 136 is where we, um, he just, David gives us a list. And this is the most helpful thing you can do in a season where you just sense that there's a dark cloud around you. The devil's, you know, got you discouraged and, you know, just you're not you're not on focus of his mission in your life. And the best thing you can do is to look back at all the times God has delivered you. Look back and recount the times and just, I mean, literally write them down and then quote the verse that, that the, the psalmist does in Psalms 136. And the Lord's love endures forever. Every time that you've had a transition in your life, you know, uh, you know, for Tanner, you know, the fact that Ashley was the first woman that ever wanted to really date you. So, you know, the Lord delivered <laughs> you. Yeah. And like, so uh, the Lord endures forever. You know, the, <laughs> the time that, you know, God led you guys to, you know, Homerville, the, you know, the Lord blessed you and gave you that experience experience, you know, with, with Crozier and, and Landers. And so the Lord endures, his love endures forever. And he led you here to, you know, hang out with Andrew. So the Lord's love endures Yay. forever. <laughs> and <technically> I came <laughs> later. <laughs> it was the added blessing. But anyway, uh, the, uh, the blessing that never quits giving, yes. but, um, you know, all of those things, you know, the apostle life. Paul talked about a thorn in the flesh. Thor- thorn in the flesh. That's true. That's true. You're welcome. <laughs> and so all of the things that God has done in our personal life, um, you know, to, um, you know, just the the big stuff and the little stuff, his love endures forever. So it's a great time to celebrate, you know, that truth. And what that does is it just sort of sends the devil packing because any time, and as you know, Tanner's a music minister, you know, one of the theological points of worship is is that we're to praise him no matter what, you know, is going on in our life. And when we praise him, uh, that cloud tends to lift. That's right. So that does wrap up our sermon uh, this week, uh, The Great Deliverer. I have not got it on the Sermon Playback podcast app yet, but I will do that this afternoon. Uh, Lord willing that nothing else comes up and we don't have a four-hour long Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so hopefully I'll get that up there uh, on the uh, the podcast network out there. So check that out. But you can already have listened to it on the Facebook page or our website. That's right. So that's already there. But anyways, all right. So that wraps that up. The Great Deliverer. Next week, what do we got next week? We week? are Jesus is going to go fishing. 
All right. Ooh. And that ought to relate well to this crowd. Mm-hmm. Yes, Speaking absolutely. of crowd, you said it. We had a great crowd this Sunday. Yeah. For, we had a great altar call response and everything. And we did. It's, uh, yeah, both services uh, had uh, almost a record crowd in first service, but we were breaking that 400 barrier finally, so yeah. we're staying over that, so that's good. It's good stuff. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and you can hear from Daniel Tucker, and we'll be back on the podcast here in just a second. Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths? At Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there's a spirit of worship, a spirit of kindness, and a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who's seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on our Facebook page or our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you. And we are back on the podcast. So let me ask you guys, how was the new members lunch this week? Mm, I was there. Uh, Rhonda did a fantastic was, job with the, the food. The food was amazing. And we had a great crowd, though. I was going to ask, uh, did anybody count? Because we had 32 sign up, but I didn't count who actually was there. I don't there. really know how many we wound up with, but there was five tables. We've never had that. Yeah, uh, it was that, packed. Uh, I think, was, for real, if your whole crew would have been there, we would have had everybody i'm pretty sure because i set up a whole nother table and chairs and almost every table was filled except yeah. one and we, we so, uh, and if your crew would have been there you probably would have <laughs> that would have taken your whole crew and we had four families that turned in uh to taylor uh colton taylor was there big help and they uh four four families uh went ahead and signed up and said let's do it so that's awesome yeah so we'll get them on the stage sometime. Yep, I'm sure yep. they'll love that but yes uh, you know. yes so that's yes. awesome the food uh, yeah i want to echo the meatloaf that was it was amazing. Oh my goodness! Thank you, and Rhonda. Scallop Cole. potatoes and yeah. everything, but yeah, it seemed to be a a a good time there. Um, okay, so let's get into some of our favorite segments: the best and the worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Wait, 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 wait. which was it? This is the worst. The best. I still can't believe you used that line in a sermon and did not plug the podcast. I know, dude. I, 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 know. I, I, I I'm so disappointed in myself <laughs> I'm gonna think with of that. that. Every time I push oh this my button, gosh, I will yes. think of it. Let it go. You burn the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you burn the bridge. <laughs> He's just not going to rebuild it. <laughs> All right, Terry, what's your best of the week? Man, I am so pumped and excited for this segment. It's the uh, first time in months that I've been prepared. And so uh, I've got a couple of them. I can't remember the f- second one, but the first one <laughs> that pops in my brain is college basketball is back. here. That's right. And it is, uh, man, I, I did my homework on all this. Uh, of course, I've got two teams, you know, uh, that oh 
<laughs> because Illinois is back. And so, yeah. uh, and then Duke, uh, I mean, it's just going to be uh, for real. Um, I'm a basketball savant. So, uh, anyway, being a little bit arrogant there, but um, this is going to be arguably the most contested basketball. Uh, the, the, the tournament's going to be off the hook because you have le- legitimately 20 teams, Tanner, that could win it all. We've never had that before. We have guys coming back this year that we've not seen since my old school days when you couldn't bail. Now, does and this go. include like teams like Duke and Kentucky who didn't even make the tournament last year? Absolutely. See, I wouldn't really call them uh you know, front runners. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they're actually 9 and 10, like Arkansas 16. Yeah. And then. It's uh, a little low. Uh, AP. But, but this is the problem. <laughs> I agree with you, but normally, if we would have been doing this last year, Arkansas would have been a top four team. This is how good the yeah. NCAA is. Gonzaga's got, you know, two guys that are just. I do not give a, what you said a rat's crap about Gonzaga. <laughs> because, yes, they're a good team. And, I, yes, right. that's great. They cannot win the big game. Well, they yeah. never have, they sure. never will. But so they get just, there, though. They're, let's just they're, discount them. I, I agree, but but they're going to be there because they, they've got this seven-foot guy that can play point guard. And so he is truly he is amazing. But it is going to be the most competitive. Teams are going to get knocked off all year. It, it is going to be sort of like our fantasy football league this year yeah. that anybody could win it. I mean, you look Literally. at our you look at our standings, and it's still wide open. Everybody but Jared and Jonathan could still win. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, uh, I, I, I know it's Coach K's last year. He's retiring and everything, so we get Stop to hear it. about Stop it. We get to hear about that until February when they're not even in contention for the tournament. But uh, Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, so, what team are you going to bandwagon after Duke? Uh, you know, after Coach K leaves, because um, that's why you're a Duke fan is because of Coach K. It is. So, it is. are you a Coach K fan or are you a Duke fan? I've become both. Okay, well, I, that, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Didn't know. I mean, no, I'm it's gonna... not. He's just a fan of whoever's going to be winning that year. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it's only Illinois and Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, what's their Illinois uh, ranked uh, eleven. What's so if Ole Miss is not doing well, can I just have Georgia as a backup? And like, Duke is that how beat, this works? Duke beat Kentucky <laughs> last night. Yeah. Yeah, so and Kentucky's bringing their guys back. Preseason NIT champs over the there. The oldest Kentucky team <laughs> and, and the Sorry. oldest Kentucky team since like the 90s. Uh, you know, Calipari is one and done every right. year. Everybody came back this year, so it's going to be a whole different Kentucky team. Well, we'll still beat them. I ain't worried about Kentucky. The real JC, John yeah. Calipari. So did you figure out your other uh, your other uh, best? You had two bests. Uh, the Bears have a quarterback. But the rest of the team stinks. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we have somebody that can flo- throw the yeah, freaking ball, he man. Looks okay. And so, so it is. It is a good day. We yeah. there is sunshine in Chicago finally. So, all right, Andrew, what's your best of the week? Man, I didn't have anything like major, so my best is really lame. Um, and it wasn't a bad week, but uh, yesterday, Chuck Williams, shout out to him. He stopped by the church office and everything, and I have been dying to find the special kind of Kit Kats. It's key lime pie Kit Kats. Everybody thinks they're disgusting. I, I absolutely. Oh, heck no. Um, <laughs> you're sick. Um, <laughs> what does that have to do with you giving me a Kit Kat? I Joey doesn't share food. <laughs> but, uh, they are my absolute favorite chocolate candy anything of all time key they are lime. by far key oh, no. lime kit kats they are delicious wow. Those cookies i have not and been cream kit kats are pretty darn good they have cookies and cream kit kats 
I didn't yes. know, I didn't know I that either. No <laughs> yeah, those are pretty so good. So let me just specify, Kit Kats are my favorite, like, kind of chocolate anyways, <laughs> but the key lime ones are insane. I had no idea. I've tried, like, the mocha. They had, like, a Fruity Pebbles one. Uh, I'm not a big fan of mint, but I tried it, yeah. you know, and stuff. But I had no idea there's a cookies and cream one. Flavors, yeah. I didn't either. I had no idea there was a cookies and cream Kit Kat. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's oh, really my gosh. Good. So, I, well, anyways, Chuck just stopped by and brought, like, a Ziploc bag, like, one of the giant ones full of, like, 20 of them. Dang. So I'm like, uh, you know, whatever Terry's paying you to be a deacon, double it. Cause yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that is a huge shout out. So that's good. Uh, so. He even said, he goes, because Terry had, uh, had an idea for our deacons to like, he assigned us three deacons, like three for Tanner, three mm-hmm. for me, three for uh, Terry or whatever. So like he said, he said, I got assigned, Chuck got assigned to me and he said, you just better be lucky you didn't assign me to Tanner or Terry. So I'd be buying them stuff, but now I'm going to be buying you stuff. Nice. I'm like, dang it. All right, Mark Bird. <laughs> we're, we're switching that up next yeah, year. Yeah, no, for real. It's, it's a rotation. <laughs> rotation. All right, well, I'll take one year Kit Kats. <laughs> Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. That Chrysler car. <laughs> Uh, See, I know myself with a lot of the office. That's right. There you go. That's right. All right. My best of the week is obviously I had a child. Yes. Firstborn son, uh, Samuel Walker being born. And then. But um, more importantly, Saturday's game. I'm getting there. (laughs) I'm getting there. Sorry, just kidding. You see, I have copious notes over here. You don't even. Dude, you have. You literally typed out your best and your worst. I do that every week. I've literally never noticed that. Now I need to start doing that. I do it every week because if I don't, I'll forget. I'm, I will exhibit A, um, and then uh, you know Samuel was born, so that was awesome. We uh, Thursday, if you hadn't heard the story, um, I was going to go to Fayetteville, yeah, on Friday <laughs> with Jonathan and Colton, and they went without you. They went without me, and that's fine. And they, it they was were, a real kick. They were planning on doing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they were planning on doing that. But anyways, I told Jonathan <laughs> Thursday night at ten o'clock. I said. 99% chance I'm going tomorrow. Because, I mean, it hadn't happened. Yeah. Right. The other two were so late. I said, that's just what's going to happen. It's never going to happen. No. <laughs> Four hours later, the water breaks. And then, you know, 12 hours later, there's a baby. So I didn't get to go. But that's okay. Uh, so, But the people who have helped us and stepped up with helping with the foster girls and uh, taking care of us with food and prayer specifically and then just coming by and everything like that. It's been amazing. Our church family is absolutely sp- uh, fantastic. Which not to like like cut you off or intrude on your best, but I will say Courtney Harris walked into church on Sunday and she had she had uh, your two oldest, yes. correct, of uh, yeah, the foster kids and stuff. <laughs> she had like her eyes were just massive and, and she just walked into children's church with those two girls in uh, Jackson and said, she goes, I just don't know how they do it. Like that's what she did. I said, I said, good morning, Courtney. How are you doing? And that's, that was her immediate response. Her eyes are massive. She just said, I don't know how they she, do it. She was so tired and exhausted. And so yes, yes. And she only had two of them. Yes. That's it. All right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, sorry. Anyways. All right. And then of course my other best of the week was of course the Arkansas Razorbacks. Right. Right. Taking down Mississippi state. Let's see if I got a little, I got a little cues here. Let's see. Oh, I knew they was going to miss it. <laughs> that was they were asking our coach about uh, that, that last oh, kid. <laughs> well, I, I think that uh, yeah, there's an open tryout, and you can announce this. There's yes. an open tryout on our <laughs> campus uh, for kickers. You know, anybody that wants to uh, wants to kick or or, or uh, walk on and kick at uh, Mississippi State. Um, you know, we'll hold a tryout anytime you can get over there to our building, uh, providing you're cleared by the NC2A. 
Gosh, I love that That's guy. That's awesome. Every time he talks, he, he sounds like a drunk guy in the Grove. <laughs> yeah, we I should have went for it on fourth and short. <laughs> but, but the, and he's like, yeah, you don't even have to go to school here. Anybody that can kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as you got your papers, you're good to go. No, glad to always beat. Uh, well, now, uh, under Sam Pittman, we are 2-0 and o versus the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Wow. So that's nice. Good. Got that's their number. Stuff. That's right. Got their number. All right. What's your worst of the week, Terry? What's your worst of the week? Uh, actually, really did have a good weekend. And so very thankful for our church family. Had a great Sunday and just, you know, all those good things. But I was, I went by my uh, physical therapist and was telling them about, you know, hey, man, I'm recovered from my spinal fusion surgery and stuff. And so the girl that uh, had done some of the, you know, therapy on me, she said, yeah, but your voice is not coming back and i go no this is just the way i talk and she goes oh sorry <laughs> and i was like well dang girl nice and what's Very wrong nice. with your face too that's just the way i look yeah. <laughs> andrew Andrew, um, Andrew. I, <laughs> I don't know i don't really i mean on this one this weekend like i don't have anything that you bad it was liberty well, okay, and that was a, I was gonna say that's probably a second part of my best. I okay, well, here you go. It was my best and my worst because I'm not allowed to say how I really feel about it. But the tweets that were made, I was gonna, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just say this: it was my best and my worst. I don't see what's wrong with them. <laughs> it was kind of insensitive. But was it? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. See, I Tanner, you can't ask my honest opinion because I feel like it's gonna come back and bite me I in the butt. I didn't think they were bad. I thought they were hilarious. <laughs> I I did too. Okay, that's all, I'll all say. right. So that right. was my best. My worst, and I will say, Chuck also sent us a picture of the <laughs> the buses because if you didn't know this, Ole Miss, yeah. uh, anytime a team is coming from out of state to play in Oxford, stay in they Tupelo. always stay in Tupelo. Tupelo is the place, usually like the Hilton Garden downtown and stuff. But um, they had a there was what three or four buses he sent us a picture of and stuff, and it was in the Hilton Garden parking lot, and he said, uh, "All Hughes is back." Hugh Freeze is back into town and stuff. And I said, oh, are those uh, the escorts he hired? <laughs> I, I said, how many got off the bus? Yeah. So yeah. he said, this was the bus just for them. <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, See, already. I'm not allowed to say how I really feel, Tanner. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't have a worse of the week until yesterday when, you know, Sadie got sick and was throwing up all over the house. And then I got sick and I was not throwing up, but it was coming out of other areas. <laughs> uh, Your ears? So that's my worst of the week was uh, just – uh, getting over a, I guess, just a short little bug or food poisoning. I don't know what it was, but it's... Wear your he, mask. And he wouldn't even wear his mask no, around no, us no. now. Uh-uh. No, if you'll social distance, I don't need a mask. Right? <laughs> Isn't that what they said? All right, anyways. All right, let's get into... Wait, I got it. This is not one of my dumb questions, but I do want to ask you this question because uh, Rebecca brought us some snacks and stuff like that over to the house, mm-hmm. saw the baby and everything, and uh, she brought us a thing of pinwheels, you know, the pecan swirl thingies. Mm-hmm. And then I got to eating one, and I was like, I wonder how... How do y'all eat a pinwheel? Do you, like... Just take a bite, or do you un- unwind it? I used to unwind it. Now I just I. It's usually like two bites. <laughs> yeah. I've never. You never had a pinwheel. No. Yes, oh. you have. I we have ate not. them all the time growing okay, like, up. It's like a small cinnamon roll. Kind you, of you're time. gonna have to like pull up a picture for them. They're yeah, brown. Show me a picture. They were mom. That's literally what mom would give us for breakfast. Like those pecan rolls. 
I'm sorry. So shout out to Belen. Uh, you know, Ashlyn <laughs> will talk about all the time that like, you know, every single morning her mom would make like eggs and bacon and avocado toast and all this bougie stuff. And mom's like, here, shove, <laughs> shove this in your face and go to school. <laughs> yeah, those Sam's pecan rolls. Yes, the those, pecan rolls is yeah, what we call them. But they're called, technically called pinwheels. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. Things. Yeah, that's what Belen oh, We ate those breakfast. like every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did, how did you eat a pinwheel? Did you unwrap it or did you just... Eat oh, I, I sucked it down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I found myself because I had, you know, these were in a pack of six, so I had two of them. And I was like, the first one I unwrapped, and the second one I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I've done the unwrapping thing, but it's just sort of. Now I yeah, kind of want yeah. one. Do you have any left no, over? No, that does sound good. No, they're at home. I oh. Mean, yeah, I'm not going to your house right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, would, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend I'll come it. in two days. If there's any left, I'll take them. <laughs> All right, let's get into our dumb question. Um. This might be a stupid question. Uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. What a stupid question that is. You ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> Can I ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I, I know. know. Okay, just disclaimer. Didn't put a lot of thought into these, so these may be the dumbest dumb questions we've ever had. So just I'm okay with that. Just FYI. All right. What? What? Why are you doing this? <laughs> um, why do... Why does the words overlook and oversee mean the opposite things they what <laughs> yeah because you overlook you're a boss what? and you oversee something you're over the project yeah, yeah. no overlook mean means like overlook yeah oversee. they mean you the overlook opposite. something that means you kind of forgot something yeah All right, you overlook oh yeah you know you overlook it you know but you oversee something so they kind of mean the opposite things oh they do mean the opposite yeah you're right <laughs> He was thinking they meant the same thing. They do, don't they? Huh. Well, you can say you overlook. Well, maybe just me. I say I overlook a project. Do you? But I really... That means mean you forgot me. about it. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I say I overlook <laughs> something... I used that wrong on my life then. <laughs> you oversee a project. I if you overlooked it, it yeah, like, it means you completely forgot about it. my whole life. Why am I not surprised? Okay. I uh, talk for a living. Overlook, oversee, <laughs> mean the opposite things. If you write a book about failure and it doesn't sell, is it a success? <laughs> That's, nope. Now, that was actually good. That was, uh, I'm getting that Parks and Rec episode at the very end where Tom writes the book, and he's like, you want to be a Donna? Or you yes. can, what, kind of, what kind of leader do you want to be? Do you want to be a, an April or an Andy? Or something? But what do we don't want to be? We don't want to be a Jerry. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Jerry. I love Jerry too. Poor Jerry. But that was like, Jerry's my favorite. <laughs> He's one of the best guys on the planet. I love him so much. Tan- Tanner, what are you doing? No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. If you watch Parks the show, you'll understand all that. That's funny. All right. Uh, all right. Last dumb question, then we'll get out of here. If an anarchist group attained political power, would they, by principle, have to dissolve their own government? <laughs> yes yes absolutely huh. i'm thinking about that group in seattle you know mm-hmm. you know yeah. whatever well, that worked well that worked well that worked really is that well, still a thing know? i don't think so no chad or whatever it's remember, called the, the jazz had, they had to break up remember remember their little garden they had on the cardboard yes. oh, goodness. they were gonna live off their They're little gonna garden. Live off their garden soon okay yeah. sorry we're getting political well that, that that went really long term so all right well thanks for listening on the podcast i hope you enjoyed it today and i'm gonna go take a nap bye peace <laughs> out <laughs>